Welcome to the Heroic Hour, the podcast where we discuss and bring together technology, leadership, and culture to give you a little heroic TLC to get your growth engine revved up and get you mission ready for life. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, Chief Experience Officer for Heroic Media. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 11. It is a total privilege to be your guide on this journey as we talk about all things business and life. And since it is the season, we're going to talk about a little bit of the dark arts today, the dark arts of social media to be precise. We just launched our very own heroic guide to the dark arts of social media on our store over at getheroic.com that is available for purchase. And today, of course, I'm going to do my job and convince you why you should buy it. And we'll see about that. But in the meantime, I'm really going to give you a sample, a taste test, if you will, a little bit of the gritty social media realities, the hacks, the methods, and and convey some truths about social media that I believe we need to face as business owners, as entrepreneurs, that will help us uh, further that agenda of growth and abundance and, and just being real and gritty about what we need to achieve and accomplish there. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the business metrics you really need to pay attention to in order of priority. Uh, we're going to talk about why vanity metrics matter and how to strike a balance between social validation and engaging your target audience. And we're also going to talk about the no bowl way to quickly build a following without getting distracted from your core business goals. There's a little bit of a disclaimer here. The reality is any, any potion I give you, uh, it's not going to be made effective without blood, sweat, and tears. The tips that I'm going to give you today are not going to get you out of doing the hard work, but they will save you from doing the stupid work. These will help you do more of what is most effective to be a leaner and more effective uh, than the competition in regards to social media. So buckle up. This is going to be an Adult Swim episode. So on our nitty gritty tour of the dark arts for social media, let's start off by talking about how social media has changed over the years. And specifically, I mean how pay to play is here to stay. You know, once upon a time, you could start a Facebook page, earn a fan following and reach out and connect to 100% of these hard earned people who enjoy what you do and, and what you're passionate about. You could do all of this without spending a dime. And then Facebook flipped a switch and made it a pay-to-play platform. So in order to, all of a sudden, in order to reach all of those hard-earned fans that you built organically um, over the course of years, you essentially have to lick a stamp and pay a postage fee to reach each one. You know, what I mean by this is that your Facebook posts on your fan page are not organically or automagically being posted in the feeds of your fans. Often less than 1% of your hard-earned fans may see a post that you've so carefully crafted at all. So there are several factors that will affect this, but don't worry, we're going to dive into this a little bit later. But for now, just know that this is the way things are. It is a pay-to-play environment. This is the real world. I'm not here really to explain or judge it, uh, but you know, you decide what, what this reality means for your company. But the fact is, pay-to-play exists and you need to find ways of dealing with it 
inside of your social strategy and your marketing strategy overall for your business and your personal brand, even if you're just doing it for you. So let's start off by talking about the metrics that you need to pay attention to. Number one is money. What's driving dollars? Number two is web traffic. Because on your web presence, that's where you have the most influence and control over what's going on uh, with your, your target audience. And that's your biggest opportunity to really engage them in a focused state. Number three, of course, is email. Because you can continue to have an ongoing relationship in a in an email database that you control and own, unlike all of the social media platforms. Number four, and to beyond, it's going to be retweets, Twitter followers, Instagram followers, and Facebook fans in that order. And that's simply because on Twitter, at least, followers can see your links and you can increase your reach from doing that. And you can um, you have a larger reach by doing that. Instagram, while it isn't pay to play yet, it doesn't allow you to share clickable hyperlinks. Why? Well, they claim it's better, uh, it, it's to create a better um, environment. But the reality is that don't be fooled by, by this desire to create a better environment for, for social media and, and for conversations. It's really that Facebook sees this as an opportunity, a business opportunity, first and foremost. And by that, I mean Instagram doesn't allow you to, to share or post links. So it's hard to send a commercial me message with a call to action that links to a website without paying to play to advertise it. So Facebook is really seeing this as an opportunity to force you to pay to play to get those links out there. So don't think for a second that these types of business strategies aren't at play uh, as they build out and purchase these platforms. Because the, the game plan, it's a business model, and they're there to bring the crowds and then charge the marketers, right? By removing clickable links in, in Instagram, they force people to buy ads in order to share them. So just be aware of this as a, as a marketer, if you're marketing your brand out there, and know that this is um, a challenge uh, that you can overcome and still be awesome on Instagram. But don't let them pull the wool over your eyes and say it's all for engagement and to drive more hugs and captivating experiences. It's not. That's fluffy BS. Now, on my list of, of all of those metrics, you'll notice that all of the social engagement um, metrics are, are at the bottom of the list. And and this is really important for you for people to understand is that if you haven't built out your product, your web presence, your website, and worked out the kinks there in terms of your conversion mechanisms, um, the social media efforts on top of that are almost a moot point. So fix your site first. That is the gateway to the sale and the place where you have the most influence, control, and focused attention on your brand and products. If you have a crappy website, and an amazing social presence, you're doing it wrong. Product first, website first, it's that simple. None of these hacks are gonna help you if you have a crappy, uh, a crappy website or no website or no e-commerce solution or no next step or call to action of what you want your target audience to do. Now, in regards to why these metrics matter, it's it's really important to you, uh, important to all of us, to remember that at the end of the day, if you're marketing a business, if you're marketing your business, if you're trying to get your brand out there, you're there to drive financial growth, meaning profitable growth for the business, not to just spend thousands of dollars to make hundreds or, or to spend thousands of dollars just simply for quote unquote brand awareness. So remember simply this, you are socially active to make money. 
right? That's why we're there. We need to be real. Uh, first and foremost, that's a part of the mix. There's nothing disingenuous about that. That is in the spirit of abundance. That is in the spirit of heroic living. That's in the spirit of pursuing a great life. It's okay to desire money and, and get it by exchanging things of great value. Businesses large and small, though, they get lost in the chase and forget about why they're playing the game in the first place when it comes to social media. Now, uh, you know, now we're going to buy you some time and help you detach from your anxiety of, you know, potentially letting go of those social media metrics that you're holding so valuable in your business world. So right up there with that first gritty fact of, you know, these other metrics are far more important than the social media metrics that you're, you're buying into and overemphasizing. Here's the gritty real fact number two that's part of this dark art series. The, the gritty real fact number two is this. Real or not, everyone values a great rack. And we're going to talk about why fake boobs and social media have a lot in common. And of course, yes, I did say boobs. And now that I have your attention, let's address that, that headline opener, right? Uh, you know what? Men, women, babies, you name it, they all value a great rack. Our culture is influenced by TNA. You got to deal with it. Don't send me letters. I, I'm not a misogynist or anything like that. You need to confront and take ownership of your own issues. You know, you can say men are dogs or whatever, and, and, but women judge other women and only the haters care if a rack is real or fake. Your social following works in the same way. And by that, I mean the social following is like a pair of honkers, right? It, it's the first thing that people look at when they're seeing your, your page, and it is the first thing that they consciously and unconsciously use to judge your brand. They are judging you based on that number. How many followers are you? Because they're using it as a, as a hack to give themselves an indicator of how successful is this business? How good is this business? It doesn't matter if it's real or fake as long as it looks good. That's social validation. This is the way we operate. No one takes the time to audit your following. They're too busy ogling it, right? They don't care whether it's made out of flesh, silicon, or sand, right? This is a fact of life. Most often, and I'm speaking from experience here, when you really dig into the social media aspects of everything, only the haters or your competitors and people who would never in a million years do business with you will dig deeply enough to find the dirt that, that validates their position on why you should have a, a strictly organic and pure following anyway. Their vote by default is irrelevant because you don't care about your non-customers or your haters or the people who are out there to work against you in the first place. And since their vote doesn't really count uh, and no one dives deep or, or really cares how fake it is, you know, ex since this is the reality, but they're going to judge you on that surface level shot anyway, I recommend, in the spirit of understanding the dark arts, the real gritty reality of how people behave and operate and think, is that you go to the market stacked with a great rack, with a validating following that will allow you to confidently grow a captivated audience of engaged fans on top of that. You know, they're going to judge you based on your following not the other deeper aspects of your personality, your brand, the quality of your products, and so on. You're going to be quickly assessed based on that. So yes, I'm recommend, you know, I'm recommending that you get that fake rack. You look amazing. You deal with the world as it is instead of, you know, wishing for it to be a, an idealistic fantasy place uh, where people really get to know your, your value proposition as if they have the time to do that. 
And I know this runs contrary to the way a majority of people pretend to market. But when you audit those same people that you follow, when you audit their following, you'll see that they're practicing one way and advocating for another. This is the reality, you know, and everybody judges based on these biases, whether it's a hot bod, a stable job, well-dressed, a big bank account, or a nice car, nice house, all of these things. These are all hacks we use to rapidly judge and assess people and their value and their role. We all have biases and our brains are designed to have these patterns, to operate on this. And it's really important that if we wanna take our efforts seriously and simplify our lives and become more efficient, that we look at the real nitty gritty dynamics on the way things work. Not the way we'd like them to work, but the way they actually work. So we need to stop denying these elements and be serious and be, you know, agree to be honest about these observations and agree to understand that your target market is going to come to your page. They're going to look at that following and they're going to decide who you are and what your value is based on that following. So if you're looking to catch a break and that number doesn't impress them that much, well, you're going to miss out on those opportunities. And I think that number should reflect the value that you see in yourself, you know, by any means necessary. All right. So why else should you be concerned about that social validation number? Well, remember, you only get one chance for a first impression. How do you want people to meet you on social? Do you want them to judge you with 40 followers or 40,000? Which looks better, right? So let's recap my points here because I, I know I, I moved a little fast there. Number one, money is most important. At the end of the day, that's the most important metric. You're in the business of building a great life and an abundant life, and that means getting really good at making money and saving 10x the time and cost compared to the rest of the world, compared to your competitors. You want to do better, create a better product at a lower, uh, with a lower overhead. This is the nature of business, right? Uh, number two, focused engagement on environments uh, that you control is far more important than the derivative engagements or, or the, the, on the social media planes where you have split attention and fragmented attention. So things that help you build and grow your email da database, your, grow your web traffic are far more important than the very weak signals of social media. Social media is at the tip of the lip of the mouth of the funnel. Okay, that's an important reality. People seem to play it like that it has a far larger role than it does. And oftentimes what that leads to is neglecting the rest of the uh, value capture mechanism or the lead mechanism of your business. So my next point here, number three, is that social media's chief guaranteed, easy to grasp benefit is third party validation. It's social validation. Just like you know, being sized up for a great rack, most people don't care if it's real or not. They just care and judged on how it looks. This is the only guarantee that social media can make you that you'll be judged by your following. That's part of the deal. It's not fair. It's not clean. You know, is it a fair representation of your business? Is it a fair representation of your value offering or your character? Heck no. Is it a fair game in the first place or is it a rigged game? It's a rigged game full of superficial judgments. So... Why not do yourself a favor? Honor your integrity by hacking the game to your benefit and get your target market to see the value that you see in yourself. 
This is where I'm at with social right now because it is not the land of authentic representation and conversation and engagement. You'll hear me say this a, a lot. My job for myself is to help people and guide them and influence them to see the value that I see in myself so that we can have a transaction to, to build and give based on that. The value I bring you is to help you in all these different forms uh, you know, of experience design. My job is to help you help your target market see the value that you're bringing to the table in the first place. And you know, by default, the market works against you. They are designed to devalue you why? Because your customer wants the best deal at the best possible price. And so if they're prone to seeing less value, if they're looking for signals for a little negotiating leverage, uh, they're going to they're gonna look for those. They're going to dig into those. They're going to want to use those to their advantage. It's the nature of, of the market. So how the heck do you hack the game to your benefit, right? This is where we get into some, some real dark arts, right? Number you really got to start by getting a validating following, right? You got to build the following that you need by any means necessary. And by validating following, to me, you got to choose a number, right? You got to trust, you, know, you get, really got to trust me on this one. No one other than your haters, no one other than your competitors or my haters are going to judge you for this, right? Why would you listen to the people who want to see you suffer and fail in the first place? So anybody who badmouths you, about the you know a fake following or whatever it's ridiculous those people are your haters they're not your target market in the first place because i guarantee you every true prospect doesn't have the time or the interest in digging into your following let the haters hate as you dive into a mountain of money and good living like scrooge mcduck right let them let the haters hate let, let the haters and competitors spend 50 hours a week to build their first 100 followers you deserve an unfair advantage in this rigged game your job is to get people to see the value that you believe you have. I always call this commanding value. Your job is to influence and guide people to see the value that you're bringing to the table. They're not going to do it by default. So in order to do this, you need to set a goal. Pick a number. How many followers on the major platforms would make you feel more confident in your business, more confident in yourself to address the bigger players in your game? How many followers behind you do you need to have so that you can confidently talk to the media? Send an email or 12 to that big podcaster guy and ask for the interview or the puff piece or the, the guest post on the blog. Be real about this number. This is for you. This is designed to serve you. Set this number. 10,000 is a good place to start. I know that sounds like a lot. Maybe that's, maybe that's too much. Maybe that's too big for you. Maybe you want something a little smaller. That's okay. A lot of people like 10,000. The only rule, you know, the number two point here is that the only rule is, is to hit that number as quickly as you can by almost any means necessary. So if you're new to uh, building a following on social me media, which might not be the case, you know, not that many people are paying attention to you on a day-to-day -day basis anyway. Not that many people are judging your following to follower uh, ratio and nitpicking you for it. I guarantee you other marketers are. And unless you're there to serve them and you're, you're positioned on building organic following yourself and you're in social media marketing, this stuff doesn't matter. You don't want to focus on those nitpicky guys. So here are a few, uh, you know, the, the rule of thumb is basically this. Any, almost any means necessary, hit your number as quickly as possible. Don't worry 
about, uh, you know, the following, don't worry about the ratios of following to followers. Here's some other tips and guidelines. When you're going out there, if, if you're using any shotgun approaches to growing social media things, I'll caution you against this. This is the one thing that you really want to um, focus on. Make sure you're not following, sharing, or liking any of the ISIS um, crazy terrorist garbage or any type of criminal activity of any kind, underage anything. Uh, and, and you know what you're looking for there. And it's important that I say that because that stuff does exist. It's out there on Instagram. People do support it. There is crazy stuff going on. But beyond that, any means necessary at first to get you to that validating number where you can confidently approach the communities that you want to really embrace and engage and and um, and allow and invite into your community, right? Don't worry about that following to follower ratio. Doesn't matter. You can weed it out later. You can weed out, thin out the noise later. In the meantime, hit your validating number first. Social media is first and foremost a broadcast art. This is another truth bomb in there that few people want to claim, few marketers want to claim, but I don't have a dog in this fight. I can be real. I can be gritty. And after all, this is the dark arts episode, right? So we can be real. Social media is a broadcast art first and foremost because the reality of the conversation you're trying to stir up on social media is this, is first let's have an engaging conversation about the things that I'm interested in. That's, that's what we're talking about here. You're trying to have and lobby to have a, an engaging conversation on your terms. That requires knowing what you're broadcasting. So that means you don't have to focus on listening all that much, especially at first. And since you get notified when you get you know, a good juicy comment or a question, that makes listening that much easier. So how do we deploy this strategy? What do we do? We're, we're going to build... We get it. Build a following any means necessary, save for, stay away the, from the terrorists and illegal activity. We get it. All right. Well, the first part of this strategy, hit the number. In stage two, you can uh, transition to focusing on an organic following and pruning back the uh, uh, people you're following that don't fit with your target. Okay. So how do you maximize the organic reach of your posts? Here are five tips. Number one, have a brand strategy that defines your sense of humor and the aspirations that align with your target market. Does your crowd find George Carlin funny or does it need to be more Tim Allen family friendly funny, right? Does your crowd aspire you know, to peace on earth, goodwill towards men or, or, or great living, abundant or an unapologetic relationship to, to money? Like, or are they more yachts and McMansions, right? Figure it out because you need to be ready to share this part of your brand character with the world. Number two, have great content with an epic image. And that isn't some untouched vanilla stock photo. There are countless apps that, that have so much you can do. You have so many tools they offer to help you create animated GIFs, uh, videos, edit photos, and beyond. I cover over 42 apps in the Dark Arts Guide, and you can read about them in the guide. Number three, you need to know where to source inspirational material. Here's the epic hack and truth bomb. Check out the alt-web. The alt-web is a collection of social media sites that don't operate with the duplicity of mainstream sites. Um, you'll, you'll read all about the different aspects, different communities of the alt-web that aren't traditional mainstream sites that you can check out in the guide. Number four, 
by sharing what is personalized, edited by you, what is funny, what is aspirational, and what is pulled and refined from the alt-web, you can increase your engagement and reach. How? People click on what, what is funny and they like it. They like what is aspirational and what resonates with them as well. When they hit that like button, the algorithm is, is given the signal to now show that fan more of your stuff in their feed. So the more inspiration you can pull, the more content you can create that's inspired by it, the more engagement that you'll have. All right, number five, this is big. Have a process. I'm going to share mine with you that I use for good content on social media and that I've used with other clients in the, in the past. This is how we roll. Number A, you know, I kind of create a crafty headline and some good content. That It all starts from there. Anything you've ever heard me say or do around content is from an authentic position of a good headline that, that sets a promise and it's met by some great content. The next step, I use any number of apps and, and like the alt-web communities to pull from Imager and all these other places to guide my efforts to get some gritty visuals that really captivate. And then I, I select that visual and I edit it as, as the feature image for that article. Then I you know create a square version for that featured image for you know posting on Instagram and other places. Now I use these two images with the link to natively post to the appropriate social media out outlet. Here's the tip. By natively uploading an image with every post update, you increase the organic reach. Do not use the Facebook auto thumbnail feature for your links. The Facebook algorithm, if, at least in my experience, will bury your content and only show it to like 10 of your fans. But if you upload it as a photo and then add, add your, your content in there afterwards, it'll reach more people organically. And finally, on that note, I don't bother with boosts unless I'm going to spend heavy on a smart campaign. I'm here to build an audience without throwing away more dollars than the value of the customer. In business speak, don't let the cost of acquiring the customer be equal or greater than the uh, lifetime transactional value of the customer. Right? That means not spending more money advertising or boosting getting customers than you'd ever make on them. Right? If you want more specifics and you like the dirty tricks and hacks, I guess you'll just have to check out the uh, Heroic Guides to the Dark Arts of Social Media. You can find it over at our site at uh, getheroic.com. That's G-E-T-H-E-R-O-I-K.com. And for my podcast listeners out there, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to give you 50% off a little coupon code so you can get the guide that includes 13 strategies, 42 apps, as well as a formula for selecting, gaming, and hacking them into to, to give you an advantage and boost your following and grow where you want to go, right? As well as three different tools to put your follower and growing on autopilot. And no, I'm not talking about Crowdfire, which has deteriorated into absolute garbage these days. If you're ready to start playing to win, if you want to grow your following and you want to save 50% off on my guide, then visit getheroic.com, click on the store, and add the guide to your cart. Use the coupon code HEROICHOUR11, that's H-E-R-O-I-K-H-O-U-R-1-1, as in the 11th episode of the Heroic Hour podcast, and it will save you 50% on that purchase. That's taking it down to 15 bucks. Again, that's HEROICHOUR11 as the code. Thank you so much for listening to all of this. I know this was a long one again. Uh, I'll try and keep them shorter and sweeter as we go on, but uh, let's jam out.
Welcome to the Hidden Track After Party for episode 11. I'm going to give you a quick nugget today. I know $15 might sound like a lot and saving 50% on that dark arts uh, uh, guide might not be enough for you. So for those of you who know how to play this game and listen to the power ballad that follows every episode, I'm going to give you an extra five bucks off. Uh, so you can save uh, $20. That's like two thirds of the cost of this guide because I love my followers that much. I love my listeners that much. All you have to do, use the coupon code at getheroic.com. Uh, the coupon code is hidden track 11 and it, that will save you. That will get you this guide for only 10 bucks. It's a $10 PDF download. You'll love it. You'll love all of these social media hacks. And that's for you, the listener of the hidden track after party. You know, the people who tune out, they're going to miss it. They're going to miss this stuff. They're going to miss all of these, these codes and these efforts. Anyway, here it is your little extra power session, your little jam out session. Let's go. I'll see you on the next episode where rumor has it I will be interviewing a very famous author. All right, let's go. <laughs>